listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm Tiny. Sitting across from me is John. Hello. We're here to talk about odd news. Right. But first, how was your week? It was a rough week, but, I mean, it was just a week. Mm-hmm. I do have a confession. Uh-oh. I need to I need to bear my soul for you. Okay. Because uh, you're the closest thing I have to an accountability partner. <laughs> <laughs> but to my parents. Uh, what did you look up on the internet this time? No. Uh, I went shopping at Target today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when I walked out of there. With a new TV. Yeah. I had to change my pronouns in my bio. <laughs> they made me. They wouldn't let me buy the TV. I without. would be so much less offended right now to find out you've been looking at hardcore pornography. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I thought all the decent Christian people and American-loving people have been boycotting Target for since years ago. Because I remember, I think it was when they had their trans bathroom issues. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, because I remember one of my favorite Facebook statuses of all time, which was the Long family will not be participating in the Target boycott because we can't <laughs> afford to shop at Target. <laughs> and but y'all uh, were able to scrape together enough money to, get, to go get a TV. <laughs> uh, Libby's TV broke in her room. Yeah, I think she may have knocked it off of her. Her chest of drawers, which is where it was perched, mm-hmm. and she does a lot of dance, and it sounds like a lot of stuff shakes around there. Anyway, she won't admit to knocking it <laughs> off, but it's broken. <laughs> so we were going to get her a new TV, and then it turned into, well, let's move the TV that's in the living room upstairs into her bedroom, move the TV that's downstairs in the living room to the upstairs living room and get a bigger TV for the living room. Okay. I didn't want to do any of that. <laughs> but that's what we did. Wait a minute. It, the plan was to get a bigger TV yeah. for the living room. Right. And Deidre signed off on this. She was the one that was pushing this whole thing. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. I was happy we had a 55-inch TV. To mm-hmm. me, that's the biggest TV I've ever had in my life. Not when you're living in Belmead. Well, <laughs> the other that's thing, what the poorest watch. <laughs> the other thing is, is... uh. I don't know why they do this. I hate this. If you're a house builder listening to this show, stop making little alcoves for TVs <laughs> to put the TV in. Because they're you, not a box anymore. Well, not even that. It's like uh, you force where the TV has to be in the room. You know, right. like I could set our living room up mm-hmm. differently if the TV wasn't doesn't have to be right there over the fireplace or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't like that. And it restricts the size TV you could get. So I thought we had a great t- It looked good in there to me. I could see everything clearly on it, you know. No, Dieter figured out there was a couple more inches on the side, and we could get a 65-inch, so that's what we went and got. And now the 55-inch is upstairs, only to be watched by Thomas while he's making out with his girlfriend. <laughs> well, they're probably not watching the TV. No, they're not watching it's it just, all. Uh, they're turning just... on so the noise covers <laughs> exactly. up all the smacking sounds up there. <laughs> this ain't new to me. I've done it before. I know. So, anyways, so I'm... 
what I don't remember how much it was four hundred dollars more broke mm-hmm. when we could have bought a hundred ninety nine dollar TV at Walmart. Like we've bought every TV at Walmart. Why didn't you get a sixty five inch TV at Walmart? Because we were on that side of town. Oh, okay. We had to go. Oh, Libby <laughs> is going uh, with me. And, and, and I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm trying to no. get this in my head. Deidre is like, right now. Yes. This side of town. No, I hadn't even got to the best part. <laughs> First of all, John, right now, right this instant, pull over, go to Target. Right. I'm going to get a 65 inch TV and some tuckable bathing yes. suits for the boys. For the boys. <laughs> I need it right now. (laughs) Well, look, first of all, I'm an ally because I went to Target. I'm an ally. Everyone remember that. Uh, First of all, we didn't go to Sunday school. We went to big church because (laughs) Hudson Hudson had to go back out to camp. Right. And so after that was over, after he, he actually got some friends to come pick him up to come to camp, but like people he's working with. So after he left and we stood on the porch and waved at him and embarrassed him and all that, we were like, let's go get some lunch. And the Dieter's like, well, we need to go get Libby some shorts to wear on the youth trip because the youth is going to the beach tomorrow. Oh, nice. And Libby only wears short shorts, as short of shorts as she possibly <laughs> can wear. Yeah. It seems to me, you know, Deidre doesn't have a problem with it, too, by the way. Yeah. so Well, women don't know how yeah. men think. So. But Deidre's like, right now, of all times, we're sending her off with a youth group. Let's get her some fingertip-length <laughs> culottes so everybody thinks she's a free will Baptist. And so we had to go do that. <laughs> so we go. And, and we, where do you go? When you want to get your 12-year-old daughter the shortest shorts that you can get anywhere, right. you go to Target. You go to Target. <laughs> well, we actually bought her shorts at Old Navy. Okay. And then she was like, well, let's go to Best Buy and just look at the TVs for Libby. And I was like, look, Best Buy is for like rich people. We're Walmart people. We've always been Walmart people. We will always be Walmart people. Quit trying to get above your raisin, you know? <laughs> right. But she's like, well, I just want to get an idea of what it's like. And that's when the idea got in her head. Well, I can just get a bigger TV because I need to watch The Bachelor as big as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went and ate lunch. And while we were eating lunch, she's like, well, let's go to Target because we can look for more, leave you some more shorts there. And we can look at the TVs they have there. Well, by the time we got to Target, she had already found the one she wanted. They had four in stock at Target. <laughs> and that's what we were going to buy. So huh. now we're in her Toyota Highlander. A 65-inch TV is very big. So we had to lay down the third row, which we keep laid down pretty much all the time anyways, mm-hmm. now that we don't have Ollie. And then we had to lay down the middle row. And we have four people that need to get home. <laughs> So I explained this to Deidre before we buy it. Why don't I come back with a truck tomorrow and get it? And I can put it in the back of the truck. No, we can we can make this work. <laughs> Is something on tonight? I don't know. <laughs> well, when I left, she's watching the new Avatar movie. Oh, yeah. okay. Now it makes sense. So I was like, probably when I finish the podcast, you'll be done with this movie. <laughs> we may go to bed at the same time tonight. She... Uh, so, because in her mind, she was like, well, we won't have to put down the middle row. And I'm like, Deidre, we're going to have to put down the middle row. Trust me on this. 
you have no spatial awareness. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. Look at the size of this box. Trust in there. me, yeah. a man. Yeah, exactly. I know this. I know this. Look, <laughs> I'm the leader of this household. <laughs> <laughs> don't let me flex my godly role on you. <laughs> but of course I came. So our two precious children that we love rode home, curled up in the floorboard. Without seatbelts. Without seatbelts. I made them hold a bungee cord that just somehow was laying in the back of Dieter's car. I was like, just hold on to this, y'all. Well, I'm thankful that nothing happened. Yeah. But if you had have been <laughs> if you had have been an accident. Oh, I would have she'd have never lived it down. <laughs> just know that, hey, look, it was this or we have to wait till tomorrow yeah, to get the right. TV. We had to wait twenty four hours. <laughs> well, she wants to watch Avatar now. I guess so. I huh. don't know what it is, but whatever. She's got a nice new TV and we're happy. We we're Pretending to be rich, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why I had to do it. Um, so that's that. Uh, I I don't know what I need to do to atone for the sin of shopping <laughs> at Target. <laughs> Please don't strip me of my <laughs> rights as a Baptist. <laughs> I throw myself on the mercy of... Yeah. The deacon board. I would tell you to go say Hail Mary's, but that's a Catholic thing. Right. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. I need one of those uh, rosaries. <laughs> Do they pray specific prayer, like a specific prayer when they're praying the rosary? You know? I'm, okay, I, I'm honestly not sure. I wish that uh, if, this is a, when if Squirrel or Jacqueline, if one of y'all would like to yeah. chime in and, There's and plenty of educate probably. us. Yeah, I was under the impression that they say a prayer like for every bead on the rosary. Right, but I don't know if it's a specific prayer or not. Well, I'm just thinking that would be a lot of prayers to remember. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a different one for each bead. Yeah, like the third on the left is a prayer to Saint Anthony I or mean, whatever. Being Protestant and Southern Baptist, as far as religious jewelry goes, I don't go beyond the WWJD bracelet <laughs> and the little salvation bracelet we made in VBS. You might. <laughs> When you get on up, you get a little older, you can get you a gold cross on a gold <laughs> chain. You know, well, that's they, not exclusively for Christians anymore. Everybody's well, got true. that yeah. huge bling med- cross true. medallion that, these days. I did see a girl on Twitter. Uh, she was a uh, OnlyFans. I'm not sure what that is, but she was promoting <laughs> her OnlyFans. <laughs> and she had a cross on, and I, it made me so happy because 90% of the comments were like, you like a good young Christian girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, uh, all right. Now, about your week, your dog got bit by a snake. Oh, where yes. is he? Is he still at the vet? He's, no, he's okay. okay. He's, he's home. He was he was at the vet for they kept him overnight. Yeah, and uh, let me tell you what that is uh, that is not cheap. No, no, it's not. I had to do an emergency vet one time for Julius, and I was like, dude, next time you're dying, like we're just gonna <laughs> let you die. I can't afford it. I tell you what, I was at work. Apparently, this happened either right as I was leaving or right after I left, which I remember. Them, I remember my oldest son letting Beckham out on the side yard, and uh-huh. he was just going nuts in the corner of the fence, barking at something. And, and I was just like, thought he was barking. He well, just he, he barks yeah. at stuff. Right. He, he barks at That's lizards. What dogs do. and yeah, he, yeah, he 
He was in here the other day and he killed a wasp. Nice. And it was awesome. You yeah. Know? So I didn't think nothing about it. Well, my wife called me at six o'clock that afternoon and she's like, hey, I'm with Beckham. We're at the vet. His head is the size of a beach ball. Oh, boy. And he was bit by a snake, and they've already given him an IV and all this other stuff, and they're wanting to know if we can give him antivenom. Okay. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, he was a free dog. Yeah. You're like, antivenom <laughs> sounds expensive. Yes. Check the price on that for me, Tara, before we say yes or no. And so and I didn't want to be the bad guy. I know. That's a tough call to make. Because, like... You know, it's like $1,000 or essentially be Hitler to your family for the rest of your life. Daddy let Beckham die. <laughs> like, which one? <laughs> so I told Tara, because, and here's another thing. any I don't trust anyone trying to sell me on anything. I agree. You know? It, it, so in my head, I'm just, I, I have this immediate reaction to anyone trying to sell me something. Hey, they are pretending to be my friend so they can get in my pocket. Sure. Right. How do I know that he needs anti-venom? How do I know he was even bit by a snake? That's what right. Could have been just, a wasp. Yeah. Could have gotten to a bee's nest. What if he's just allergic to peanut butter <laughs> and today was like the final straw and they're going to sell us a $1,000 anti-venom treatment and he don't sure. even need it. Right. I, so I told Tara, I was like, okay, look, tell the vet to monitor him. And if he looks like he is fixing to die, let's put it like in. If him. he sees the, if he's seeing the light <laughs> and being called, it, like into the great beyond, You're getting called home, <laughs> then you can give him anti venom. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so. I would have said no. <laughs> but here's the thing, and I don't, I don't, I'm not saying this to hurt your feelings, Tiny. But I know about 15 dogs that have been bit by poison snakes never went to the vet, and all of them lived. Yeah, I know. I, I think dogs can get over it. Well, see, I thought that too. Yeah, and, and but Tara didn't, and the kids did. Well, she took him to the vet. And yeah. The vet, they like drew his blood. They did blood work, and sure. they said that his blood wasn't clotting like it's supposed to. Now, maybe that's a hundred percent legitimate, and the anti venom saved yeah. him. He, they, they said that once they give him the treatment, that he did. I mean, he he bounced back. Yeah, the next no, day, he, he came was, back better. Yeah, the, the next day he was. I would say about, you know, 24, 36 hours, he was really yeah. groggy and he wasn't doing anything. He's just laying around the house. Now he's he's better. But uh, I don't, again, like I say, I don't know if they're just like, hey, we're going to tell him this old blood clotting, <laughs> the old blood clotting Hit story. The old blood clot. <laughs> yes. They would have found out John is not a pet lover like they most of their customers are. Yeah. I'm like, look, y'all just bring him on. How, what's the bill at right now? <laughs> oh, we're capping it at 400 That's yeah. how much a, a 65-inch TV is. <laughs> when you get to 400 stop all treatment call me. Well, anyway, I, would, uh, I think I must have been punished for your shopping at Target because <laughs> you wound up with a brand-new 65-inch TV, That's and right. I wound up with yeah, a, vet a bill. huge vet bill. I, yeah. I know. I know. We took Jewish that time, and that was 21 years ago because right after we got married. And it was mm-hmm. just on the weekend, and they kept him overnight, and we had to pay for all that. And I I literally told Deidre, I was like, I love this cat, but <laughs> if this happens again, he's dying. Like, we're not paying this again for, on an animal. One thing I tell myself, because, again, I, I told Tara, I was like, well, you know, we'll – 
Well, I will defer to your judgment. Sure. But, but I really don't want to give him anything. That, that's where I was at. I was at work. Yeah. I wasn't right. in the room. I <laughs> no. wasn't there to like give the vet like a firm handshake and stare down at him and say, is this true? Every t- after every single sentence they spoke, but the Google uh, while they're talking to you. Yes, asking, says here copperhead bites ain't so bad on a dog. Asking ChatGPT, ChatGPT says it'll be fine. He's he, he's uh, quoting a non-existent court case. But now, I think what the bigger ramification of this incident is that uh, Tara will never step out in the side yard or the backyard ever again. Right. That's true. Yes. I've saw her asking for what snake repellents <laughs> recommendations and all that. Yes. All right. Well, here's what y'all need to do. Y'all go get you some golf balls <laughs> <laughs> and put them in a nest. Well, well you got to crack some eggs over them and then throw them out there and the snakes will eat them and kill. There we go. Yeah. Now, it's going to kill every snake, and they may not all be poisonous. They could be good snakes that would eat the poisonous snake. I was about to say, I don't want to kill a king snake. Yeah. But what if you just bought a bunch of king snakes and released them in the neighborhood? Can, where can you get king snakes? Oh, I'm sure uh, our buddy, <laughs> our we have a mutual friend that lives from Hubble named Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll find you some king snakes. Oh, well, I, we need some. You want me to put you in touch with <laughs> Yes. You? Josh, we need king snakes, bud. Because me and my oldest son, we have gone to war. Okay, with venomous snakes. Y'all are you're, <laughs> you declared jihad on them. <laughs> it's I mean I mean patrols twice a day. <laughs> I already keep my grass pretty cut pretty low, so it really yeah. ticks me off that one slipped by. <laughs> Made it through the perimeter defenses. <laughs> now I have to go back and I have to reconfigure my whole my whole you, defense strategy. You need an outdoor cat. That'll take care of it too. But, Cat ain't afraid to fight a snake, and they're fast enough they can win most of the time. And if they get bit, I mean, you can go get another. Cat well, it's an outside <laughs> cat. An outside cat will wander <laughs> off anyway. So you won't see it for months. You're like, yeah. well, it died. Then it'll show up, and then one day it's just gone for forever. That's how outside cat works. Do you have to feed an outside cat? Because Not, I, I feel like if you don't feed him and he gets hungry, that'll just yeah. make him more vicious. Well, I say you you want to feed him enough that he's... He hangs around. He hangs around, but mm-hmm. not enough that he's... Which cats like to kill even if they're not hungry, yeah. but you want to have a little extra drive. See, we got that office cat, and my, in my mind is we'll have a cat around here to take care of any rodents that may mm-hmm. happen upon the place. And <laughs> then the ladies up front took him over, and they feed him all the time. Or What's her. the HOA's... Uh, Policy on king snakes and, and <laughs> I don't know. wild cats, feral posted, cats in the in the neighborhood. <laughs> posted in the Facebook group, which I've loved tagging you and everything. Did you see the one where somebody's yes. looking for an electrician? <laughs> yes, that's my new thing. I was going to tag you and everything. Chris Ruiz is some of his best in the business. I saw today some teenager was posted. I in saw there. it too. I almost commented on that, but like <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, you, yeah. I am a full-grown man accustomed to many years of hard labor. You will never outwork me. You won't won't last the summer. (laughs) Crush that kid, Donnie. Put him out of business. (laughs) Crush him. It's capitalism. All right, we better do some stories. Yes, we better do some stories. Uh, So today, I got to talk about, we're going to talk about hogs, uh, catfish, and a blind date. Okay. 
You know what? I've got three stories here, and they're all about aliens. Okay. So we're just going to have a we're just an alien update. Day. Okay. Alien update right here on Earth Oddity. Uh, we're kind of late to the story, but we're going to talk about it because we hadn't talked about it. Are you aware of this uh, intelligence official? And I have not personally done his background check, but all the other news organizations are saying that all his credentials they check out. him out. He is saying that the U.S. has retrieved craft of non-human origin. I, I saw the story, but I didn't dig into it. Okay. A former intelligence official turned whistleblower has given Congress and the intelligence community inspector general extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possess retrieved intact and partially intact craft of, quote, non-human origin. Okay. The information, he says, has been illegally withheld from Congress, and he filed a complaint alleging that he suffered illegal retaliation for his confidential disclosures reported here for for the first time. Now, this comes from a a website called The Debrief. Yeah, fair and balanced. (laughs) I don't know if you're familiar, but they're kind of like a a UFO science-adjacent website. Okay. Uh, I was watching Breaking Points, and Sager made the claim that uh, the the Post, New York Times, none of them would would take no, they the story. Won't touch it. But the story was written by Leslie Keen and Ralph Blumenthal. They're the same ones who published the story back in 2017 in the okay. New York Times that started this whole this whole thing yeah. five years ago. Uh, it says the whistleblower David Charles Grush, or as I like to pronounce it, Grush. <laughs> <laughs> it's just more fun that way. Thirty six. A decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan is a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and National Reconnaissance Office. He served as the reconnaissance officer's representative to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force from 2019 to 2021. From late July 21 to July 2022, he was the NGA's co-lead for UAP analysis and its representative to the task force. Okay, so, so he he's, seems been, legit. he's been looking for, at this stuff for a while now. Right. Yeah, he seems legit. Uh, Grush says that the recoveries of partial fragments uh, through and up to intact vehicles have been made for decades, though the present day, through the present day by the government, its allies and defense contractors' analysis has determined that the objects retrieved are of exotic non human origin. Based on the vehicle morphology, and material science testing and the possession of unique atomic arrangements and radiological signatures. So I guess he's saying that when they look at this stuff right. with scientific instruments, that their materials it's, supposedly come from elsewhere. Yeah, not as from another world. That's what, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, in filing his complaint, he is represented by a lawyer who served as the original intelligence community's inspector general. A quote, we are not talking about prosaic origins or identities, Grush said, referencing information that he provided to Congress and the current ICIG, which is the the intelligence community inspector general. The material includes intact and partially intact vehicles. In accordance with protocols, Grush provided the de- uh, Defense Office of Pre-Publication and Security Review at the Department of Defense with the information that he intended to disclose to us, his on-the-record statements were all cleared for open publication on April 4th and 6th of this year. That So whatever he's saying, 
The it's, DOD has cleared him cleared to say, him it. say it. They put their stamp of approval on him saying it. Uh, through his disclosures, uh, okay, hold on. Grush's disclosures and those of non-public witnesses under new protective provisions of the def- of the latest defense appropriations bill signal a growing determination by some in the government to unravel a colossal enigma with national security implications and has bedeviled the military and tantalized the public going back to World War II and beyond. For many decades, the Air Force carried out a disinformation campaign to discredit reported sightings of unexplained objects. Now, with two public hearings and many classified briefings under its belt, Congress is pressing for answers. Anyway, this is a pretty long article. It just goes on and on to talk about him. But one thing that's important here is that they're saying that he has testified to Congress. He's coming forward like under these new like whistleblower protections that were signed into law. Yeah. So we've had people come forward before. Sure. Bob Lazar. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but there's a dude, Philip Corso. You ever heard him? He was Mm. like a army guy. He got super old and he was like, he came forward with a story that he was at Roswell and he, oh, okay. he passed off a lot of alien technology. And that's why we have night vision and huh. fiber optics and all that Took stuff. Took a long these time days. from what Roswell to get <laughs> night vision going. You I know, know? <laughs> I think we'd get a little quicker turnaround if we could reverse engineer this stuff. So the question is, well, what's the difference between this guy and those people? Well, yeah. this guy, if it, if it's, found out that he's not telling the truth he could potentially be charged with perjury he could be he could get in some trouble yeah, well, over it i think nobody so gonna, nobody gonna charge you with perjury <laughs> well yeah i don't know yeah he's not president it, Trump. The, I, I tell you what they'll charge him with perjury if he's telling the truth yeah right. <laughs> well it's compelling to me that he's a whistleblower and we're supposed to believe whistleblower, so <laughs> I have no well, now, reason. Hold on, John. He's not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I have no reason to believe he's lying. <laughs> and, yeah, the fact that uh, the Department of Defense checked off on what he was going to release seems fishy to me, too. <laughs> I think it's one of two things. Yeah. I think, number one, it's all true. All the stuff we've been hate-watching on History Channel at 2 a.m., <laughs> It's all real. Sure. Or two, it's some kind of massive psyop. Well, yeah, <laughs> for some reason, yeah. the government wants us to think they're in possession of a spacecraft. I want to know if they were in the possession of a spacecraft, what advantage do they have not telling us? You know? Well, this comes from this guy, he David Grush. He did an interview. With News Nation. Have you ever heard of News Nation? I've heard of News Nation. I never heard of them until I started seeing clips from his interview. He claims that other countries have also been collecting these craft. Yeah. And it's a race to understand the technology because whoever cracks, it's like the atomic bomb in World War II. Whoever gets it first is going to be the superpower. Gotcha. So, but but here's the thing. If there's this, if there's all these aliens just laying around, yeah, I mean you can't you can't go outside without tripping over a dead alien. <laughs> well, like just, has nobody like has has one of these craft never just crashed in some dude's backyard, right? And, and some dude like, went outside and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna put this in the barn." Yeah, right. You know, it, surely that's happened, right? That's mm-hmm. how we got NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> what if back in NASCAR's early days? 
It's all alien technology. <laughs> Some bootlegger found an alien spaceship and incorporated it into his Absolutely. like his, his racing car. Yeah. Um, I, if other countries are getting them, if you're the praying type, let's all pray Germany doesn't have one. <laughs> they get unruly. <laughs> The Germans get really unruly. Yeah. We don't need them to get that technology in their hands. They're going to try to take over again. They've already tried it twice. <laughs> I got my eye on you, Germany. Who should, if it can't be America? It's only should, America. Who should get it? It's <laughs> only America. We only do good stuff as a country. We've never done anything bad. So we would manage it properly, the technology, right? I feel like, okay, I don't want China to have yeah. access to UFOs. Yeah. But I wonder if China would be the only people capable of figuring this out. Probably. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to I was gonna make a joke. <laughs> that good thing we only hire the most qualified <laughs> for all of our positions. <laughs> yeah. A meritocracy. Sure. That's all we're hiring for is just... You're qualified. Okay. Tiny, we've talked for years now about catfish's biggest bolts wagons down at the dam. Yeah. Underneath at the bottom of the dam in the Black Warrior River. Well, an enormous nine foot long catfish was caught in Italy. Um, and it could possibly be a new world record. Alessandro Biancardi, a member of the Mad Cat Italy fishing team, caught the catfish in May while fishing in the Po River, the longest river in Middle Italy. Mad Cat is a European company that creates and sells fishing equipment and supports anglers catching large fish. Biancardi wrote on Mad Cat's website that the day of the catch started off as a normal day fishing, probably having a couple of beers. <laughs> Just hanging out. He decided to use a spin fishing technique where the angler uses spinning rods and wheels to cast and wheels to cast lures to attract fish with the movement. He felt a powerful bite from the water and a fight ensued, and he chased the fish for about 40 minutes between currents and submerged obstacles. Uh, eventually it emerged from the water, and he said it was the big biggest catfish he had ever seen. Wow, what line did he have? Yeah, he I don't know what kind of test. Thing. Look at the look at look at the mouth on that thing. Yeah, that's pretty big. That's a big old fish. I mean, it couldn't swallow a diver. No, that ain't a Volkswagen <laughs> size. But that's a big. But fish. it is impressive. Yeah, uh, it was just over uh, nine feet long. It said, and Bacardi decided not to weigh the fish out of fear of the stress could cause the huge uh, the that the stress it could cause the huge animal and decided instead to release it back into the river, hoping it could give another angler the same joy it gave me. Here's another picture of him with it. That's, oh, yeah. That's wow. a show enough catfish. That's a show enough catfish. I, I'm really, I'm glad he, he released him. Yeah, that is, that is super, I was about to say, I wouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> That's going to be. I mean, I'd I'm, be the first person in history to be like, I want to mount a catfish. <laughs> Of course, I would. I would throw that new TV away. It would be right above the fireplace in my house. 
there could be Volkswagen-sized catfish. That's all I'm saying. Just like there could be aliens, mm-hmm. this is evidence. This is closer to a Volkswagen. It's more like a smart car, you know, not as big as a Volkswagen, but it could get there, I guess, right? I, well, I'm not familiar. Like, do, do catfish just keep on growing as long as you feed them? I guess so. I don't know. Until they die? What's the lifespan on a catfish? I have no idea. I don't either. I'm too lazy to Google it. But it can't <laughs> I would be ask more Chat like GPT, 20 years, but right? Chat GPT would just make it up. Here, you want me to ask my Snapchat AI? <laughs> yes. All right. How long do Italian catfish live? Let's see here. It depends on the species, but most catfish live between 15 and 20 years. Okay. Yeah. So it's got to do some serious eating to get Volkswagen size. So... I, I guess you would have to chop, we'd have to cut that catfish in half and count the rings yeah, to see how old as he is, right? I guess so. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite, you know, the River Monster show mm-hmm. is he catches this big old fish. Yeah, he's like in some, you know, remote village somewhere and all the locals are around when he pulls it out and he's like, all right, we're going to throw it back. And they're like, what, wait a minute. That's that's summer, you know? Like that could feed us for a month, you know. So they never like show him really it just kind of ends there. But yeah. they were all you could just see them they're like, We there's no way we're throwing this back. <laughs> like the gods have blessed us with a three hundred pound fish. Yeah. We're gonna eat every bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then use the bones to make yeah, Some jewelry kind of, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So with all that. Armor. Yeah, armor. That would be great. <laughs> I would hate to have to skin a nine-foot-long catfish. Cleaning a catfish is one of the worst Maybe things. Maybe he would have, like, tougher skin, and you could just peel it all off in one go. Maybe so. But, man. I don't, that, I don't, I don't know if this would work on a catfish, but I was watching online one time. They, they were uh, – it was like an alligator processing plant. Okay. And they would take a knife – and like stick it in that alligator uh-huh. and then put a air hose in there and just give it a shot of air and it would like go through and split the meat from the skin. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was thinking. If you got to clean a nine foot catfish, you're going to have to, like, if you're going to nail it on a tree or whatever, you got to get <laughs> way up there. I don't know. Everybody, I, am, am I the only person that's nailed a catfish to a tree to clean it? Do you do that? No, I've now. Have you heard of people doing that? I have. I've heard I didn't of get it. the reaction that I thought I would out of you. I've heard, I, no, maybe I have, it, maybe my family's weird. I have heard of that. Okay, but uh, I mean, you usually just have a nail on a tree, you hanging on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how you do it. Back when my dad, when me and him would go fishing, he was a he like he liked to fish for bass. Oh he, yeah, bass. He typically didn't like to go for like catfish, but when uh when he would clean them, he would just uh. He would leave the heads on them. He would just fillet yeah. them, and that would be it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can fillet them, I guess, but bass is good eating. Mm-hmm. They're fun to fish for. Yeah. And I'm not a fisherman like, you know, like Dalton and all them people at church. They start talking about fishing. I'm like, I don't know about <laughs> I don't know what y'all talking about. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a bucket on the side of a pond fisherman. So, anyways, be careful if you're out there swimming. Because a catfish could get you. Yeah, that would have definitely swallow your foot, I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. Big time. Probably get all the way up to your leg. Yeah. Guys around here, they would just walk around and stick their finger in his mouth. Catch pull it. Pull them up Barehanded yeah. noodling. Yeah. Those are, those are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Noodling people are nuts. 
there's a girl from Alabama that's really big on social media who does it, you know, it's because she's cute more okay. than anything. And she's doing something guys think is cool. So breaking stereotypes. Double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> breaking that noodling glass thing. <laughs> but I read an expose on her that uh, she like catches a fish and like puts them in boxes and then goes and tries and gets them out of the box. Acts like she, I mean, she's pulling them up by hand, but it ain't like she's sticking her hand in a snapping turtle nest or something, <laughs> you know, to get them out halfway underwater. So, yeah. Huh. Anyways, she's a fraud. She's the Billy Mitchell of noodling. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. She's the Billy Mitchell of noodling. <laughs> so I heard. Now, I don't know if that's true, and I don't want to disparage her in case she wants to come on the podcast. I don't even know this lady's name. I don't know her name either. She's <laughs> she's country. She's from Alabama. She's okay. cute as a button. Not my type, but cute as a button. And so she's huge. And I'm sure she's making a ton of money off of, you know, dudes. She may have an OnlyFans. I don't know. Because huh. she's not my type. Well, John, uh, not to be outdone, okay. uh, Michael Schellenberger of... Twitter files fame. Okay. He put a story out on his Substack. U.S. has 12 or more alien spacecraft. Nice. Say military in- intelligence contractors. 12 or more. You would think we would have way more than 12. I Maybe mean, it's like 12 confirmed and somebody's like, now, nah, and I think they got one down there at Maxwell Air Force Base in Montgomery, <laughs> but I hadn't seen it. That's just a rumor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe one hasn't been verified yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In April, the director of the Pentagon's new program for studying UFOs said that he had seen no evidence of alien spacecraft. Uh, I should also state clearly for for the record, said Sean Kirkpatrick, the director of the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, that in our research, Arrow has found no credible evidence thus far of extraterrestrial activity, off-world technology, or objects that defy the known laws of physics. The statement, which was part of a hearing on the topic, generated headlines around the world. UFO sightings are up, noted Politico, but no proof of aliens yet. But on Monday, an Air Force whistleblower contradicted the Pentagon's claims, uh, telling the debrief in News Nation that the U.S. is in possession of quite a number of alien spacecraft. And he's, he's talking about David uh, Grush here. But Grush said that he soon learned the United States government process quite a number of different kinds of non-human vehicles. I have plenty of current and former senior intelligence officers who came to me, many of whom I knew almost my whole career and who confided in me. This is not the first time government officials have suggested that the U S may possess alien spaceships. I was told for decades that Lockheed had some of these retrieved materials said the late Senator Harry Reid who fought for greater disclosure. And I tried to get, as I recall, a classified approval by the Pentagon to have me go look at the stuff. They would not approve that. Former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence, Christopher Mellon, recently reported that he has spoken to more than four witnesses who say they know of a secret U.S. government program involving the analysis and exploitation of materials recovered from off-world craft. Some have supplied information to the intelligence community's Inspector General others directly to the staff of the Congressional Oversight Committees. Grush's claims are shocking, and he has not made public any photographs, video, or written evidence to support them. He says he never saw any of the alleged non-human spacecraft himself. And in response to a query, Defense Department spokesperson Sue Goh repeated what Kirkpatrick had said in April. To date, Arrow has not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims 
that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently. I would just say the key word in there is verifiable yeah, right. information. <laughs> but while Grush has not shared written evidence in an unclassified way, he did provide classified intelligence reports, emails, and other documents to Thomas A. Monheim, the intelligence community inspector general, as the law allows. As for photographs, the Defense Department prohibited Grush from sharing any, as the letter from the DOD shows below. And it just says that it, he was allowed just to talk about some stuff, but some stuff apparently he wasn't, I suppose. Right. Uh, now, multiple sources close to the matter have come forward to tell public that Grush's core claims are accurate. Uh, I would, again, his core claims. <laughs> it sounds like. Well, they're they're trying to <laughs> make plant a seed of doubt. I got you. Yeah. Huh. The individuals are all either high-ranking intelligence officials, former intelligence officials, or individuals who we could verify were involved in U.S. government UAP efforts for three or more decades each. Two of them have testified, including as recently as last year, to both Arrow and Congress. Well, if they're testifying to Arrow about this stuff, but Arrow is saying that they don't have any evidence of yeah. it, sounds to me like someone's lying. Somebody's not telling Some, the truth. Yes. That's exactly right. The individual said they have seen or been presented with credible and verifiable evidence that the U.S. government and U.S. military contractors possess at least 12 or more alien craft, some of which they shared with Arrow, which Arrow has refused to provide to Congress. The reason Arrow has not yet discovered any verifiable information, they said, is because it doesn't have the authority to verify it and may not even want to verify it. Hmm. In his testimony to Congress, Kirkpatrick said that Arrow is operating under Title X authority, but most intelligence agencies oper operate under a higher Title 50 authority, explained the source. The intelligence community with Title 50 feels free to stonewall Arrow with Title 10 because they view Title 10 authority as inferior to Title 50. Huh. Well, I don't know anything about <laughs> Title 10 and Title 50. <laughs> uh, but... There's aliens. I mean, that's that's all that's all we can that's the only conclusion we can draw from this. Yeah. Is there aliens? And there's nothing we can do about it. Some of the sources get this. Some of the sources who shared information with Grush as well as others spoke to public about retrieved spacecraft that they say is in in the possession of the US government. Quote, I know of at least twelve to fifteen craft. Well, heck now it's twelve to fifteen. Oh yeah. Uh, once said one person who said that they shared information with Arrow in Congress, quote, every five years we get one or two recovered for one reason or another, either from a landing or that we catch or they just crash. It just happened to crash. How about, what gets me is sometimes they catch them. Well, what, how do you catch them? Are we occasionally shooting them down? Maybe so. That's crazy. Man, I huh. guess it, yeah, maybe we are. Look, what if you're a fighter pilot and you shoot down a UFO? You got to be walking on sunshine. These aliens have to have an ex they have to be extremely patient with us <laughs> if we're just shooting them down and they haven't come down and just vaporized us yet. True. But I remember on the Joe Rogan podcast, remember when he was talking to Bob Lazar? Did you ever listen to that episode? Yeah. He said that one of the aircraft had like a puncture mark through it that looked like it had been shot, and he just assumed it was like from ballistic testing to like huh. say, hey, can our 
kennel weaponry penetrate the craft. But that wasn't it. But, it was well, just, well, maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe, they, maybe it got shot down. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? That's a very good point. Uh, one source described having seen three kinds of craft, including one shaped like a triangle and another one that, that quote, looked like a chopped up helicopter with the front bubble of a Huey helicopter with plastic windows or more like a deep sea submarine with a thick piece of glass bubble shaped. And where the tail rudder should have been, it was black egg shaped. It was like a black egg shaped pancake. And instead of landing gear, it had upside down ram's horns that went from the top to the bottom and then rested on the ends of the horns. Okay. That is awfully specific. It's very <laughs> specific. Ram's horns? It's I mean, a dodge. <laughs> they have a dodge. I was like, was he reading Revelation here? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it sounds like. The sources said that they felt compelled to speak out publicly to validate Grush's claims, but they didn't want their names to be used. Quote, we have non-disclosure agreements or secrecy agreements that we are supposed to take to the grave, said one person. Two of the three sources declined to answer certain questions, even off the record, out of concern for their safety and continued access to information. Quote, I briefed the Senate Intelligence Committee, the Senate Armed Services Committee, and Arrow, and so that information is out there. The person said what Grush did was the first giant step to get the information out. Okay. So. Thank you, Mr. Grush. Yeah, this uh, Michael Schellenberger, he says that he has unnamed sources coming forward to say that Grush is legit. Okay. I don't know how how much how much stock can you put into that. I don't know. It's a very good question to ask. <laughs> I mean, I've never been a huge fan of unnamed sources, anonymous sources. Yeah, anyway. no, they're no fun. But then when you got anonymous sources coming forward to get us to believe this other guy, right? It just I don't know. It's just it's it's awfully murky, and it seems like it's that way on purpose. It's yeah, well. I, like I say, I don't know what they why they don't want us to know. Just tell us, everybody. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought that our government had it was of the people. You know, <laughs> you thought that. I naively thought that, <laughs> and the people want to know. So tell us. Quit being dumb about it, government. Or maybe they just can't rip the band aid off and be like, hey. Look at what we got because it would freak everybody out too much. So, so they just have to leak it out a little bit at a time. I'm at this point though, I'm not sure it would. I don't think anybody cares anymore. I was about to say they. I mean, okay, remember? Let's let's go back in time. Sure. To 2017. Okay. When that first New York Times article hit the newsstand, and we knew for the first time since I don't know the 40s that our government never quit studying UFOs. They've ever. Been, They've been looking at them and check it out. Here's three videos of them operating. And er- everyone went to work. They went yeah. to their kids' graduation. Everyone carried on like normal. Right. That's true. So I don't think, I, I think if they came out, now it would be huge. And uh, not that anything's going to be done. It would make me mad to find out that the government, but I mean, the government lies to us so much about everything anyway. It would just be par for the course. I'm under the impression the government doesn't lie and that (laughs) everything they do is on the up and up and Mm -hmm. we should always trust them when they tell us to do stuff because that's what good citizens do tiny 
And if they're not telling us they're aliens, then I don't, I don't believe in them anymore. <laughs> Why didn't this stuff come out back in the 90s? Well, that's Bill what I was Clinton saying. was looking for anything get, to get the attention <laughs> off of him. Get the attention off of him and Monica Lewinsky. Hey, guys, guess what? <laughs> well, I mean, he he started the war in Bosnia back then. <laughs> that was his move. I, we got to get rid of bombs to buy more bombs. So, um, yeah, we just have to start a war every once in a while. His That's what he did. Uh, the people that I feel the best for uh, in all of this stuff coming out are the people who got made fun of for saying they saw <laughs> a UFO. You used to be yes. vicious. They're calling crackpot idiots, <laughs> all of that. I would be calling everybody who ever made fun of me up and be like, hey, did you see the new article out today? Mm-hmm. Looks like there's aliens. <laughs> I would I would never stop. Um. Let's do another wildlife story. A feral hog steals 18 beers, gets drunk, and starts a fight with a cow before passing out under a tree. That was at the SEC Baseball Championship (laughs) over at the Hoover Mail. Feral hogs are a massive problem wherever they live, but in Australia... The invasive species have done quite a bit of damage to an estimated 40% of terrain in the country that the beasts inhabit. And that's true. Hogs are horrible on the environment and the terrain. They tear everything up. They're a problem. I've never heard anyone involved in forestry or conservation yeah. or anything right. have a good opinion of them. No. Yes. No. Uh, hogs, feral hogs are a problem. And... We need to kill them. We need to kill every one of them that we can. I'm sorry to all our PETA listeners. You know, what was that lady's name that emailed us from PETA? But that's what we got to do because they're well, hurting other hogs, wildlife. They'll go out and they'll kill other, they'll destroy yeah. other wildlife. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They'll definitely, they'll run everything off. So. How, did, how did feral hogs even happen? Well, I've, I'm not an expert on hogs, but I've heard they mate year round, and I mean they put out a litter of hogs. So mm-hmm. one of them gets loose in a, in like a couple of generations, they're feral, and there ain't nothing you can do about it except kill them. So I'm sure they serve some purpose. I think God made the hog. I mean that's one of the evidences of God is that every people group on the world love pork, you know, <laughs> except the Jews. And what and God, did they do? They and, killed Jesus. Say, and God told his one chosen people, That's right. you can't, no bacon for you. <laughs> no bacon for you. <laughs> Cut the tip of your penis off, no bacon for you. Let's <laughs> see how dedicated you really are. <laughs> it takes some dedication. It takes a lot of dedication. <laughs> um, uh, es- experts estimate there may be as many as 24 million hogs across Australia. Um, so, so the crazy story actually happened back a few years ago. Why am I? Why is this just now coming across my desk this week? <laughs> uh, that a feral hog managed to make off with 18 cans of beer that had been left out by a camper uh, at a campsite in Port Helen, Australia. After he got good and drunk, the hog then did what the rest of us do after a night of drinking. Make love, not be able to get it up. <laughs> We've all been there. 
I'm a bit of a hog myself. They <laughs> <laughs> started looking for food, and the hog went through the trash cans digging around uh, for a snack. And like humans, it seems the hog also got some liquid courage after he got a few drinks in him because then he apparently tried to start a fight with a cow. Um, something the hog has, uh, something the hog would probably know better to do if he were in his right state of mind. Doubt it. Feral hogs are mean. <laughs> now, this is an eyewitness a quote from the camper. There were some other people camped right on the river, and they saw him running around their vehicle being chased by a cow. It was going around and around, and then it went into the river and swam across to the middle of the river. Uh, it said, and, oh, and for the record, uh, don't try to get feral hogs drunk on twisted teas. So, uh, And then it's got a video of a guy trying to feed a hog a twisted tea. Well, just so long as they're never giving them Bud Light. Sure. Right. We don't want them to. <laughs> the last thing we need is a bunch of trans hogs running around. <laughs> <laughs> My pronouns are porky and pig. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, let's get rid of hogs. Us in Australia need to get together and figure this problem out. There's got to be something we could do. Mm-hmm. If we can almost eliminate mosquitoes like we talked about, was it last week or week before? Yeah, but they're not doing it. They're, they say they can do it, but they it's yeah. time to put up or shut up. Yeah, we can take out a lot of the hogs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think there sh- probably should be a percentage of feral hogs, but if we knock down the out-of-control numbers, then we can control the rest through hunting and wildlife management. So, But, I mean, I, I assume that you just – the thing about them is – you just got to keep on knocking them out, right? Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not like you can uh, you can try to control their population and then at some point get it. Yeah. Right. And it just stays that way. My buddy Jack loves hunting them. He mm-hmm. says it's the most fun to him in the world to go hunt them. And he'll just like go track them through the national forest and then shoot one, have to pack it out and all that. He makes like a two-day trip out of it. He'll camp out in the middle of it. You know, mm-hmm. that's fun. Nice. Sounds like an awesome time. I don't know. I've also seen videos of guys shooting them from helicopters. Yes, right. Oh, in Texas, they get <laughs> yeah. after it. Or like the big traps. Have you seen those traps where they'll Oh, yeah, it's like a fence, yeah. and there's a gate that swings yeah. in. Oh, they've got all different kind out. of. And the, yeah. the, which I've heard that hogs are smart, but yeah. not smart enough to figure out a one-way swinging gate. <laughs> hogs aren't very – they're <laughs> smart, but they're not as smart as us. That's why we're <laughs> higher up the ladder than them. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> they hadn't figured out how to avoid helicopters and traps yet. Yeah. So, kind of like the U.S. Army in Vietnam. Well, I was about to say, well, to be fair, I hadn't figured out how to avoid <laughs> helicopters yet either. <laughs> you got to go underground, buddy. <laughs> That's the only way. Yeah, the Viet Cong. They if, you hadn't dug, if you hadn't dug a bunker yet, you're behind. Okay? <laughs> That's all everybody needs to know. <laughs> well, you know what I call a bunker? What's that? A coffin. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's me. Like speed is key. Because Mud Hut was always talking about digging. He had this hill back at his on their property. He's like, I'm gonna dig out with that. I'm gonna rent a backhoe, and then I'm gonna buy an old school bus, back it in there, mm-hmm. then cover it up, and that's gonna be where I go. You know, that'll be my little spot. You know, and I was like, I'll overrun that with like 50 crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> so me and 50 crackheads will take everything you have. All I gotta do is tell them there's crack in there. <laughs> I saw a dude on Doomsday Preppers. He had a 
He had a bunch of school buses. Oh, yeah. that he had buried. Yeah, or containers. You know, they'll do that. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, if we find it, it's over with. You know, I will amass an army. You know, I don't care how much firepower you are, you got. There's gonna be hungry people that I can manipulate, and we'll take all your stuff. So, uh-huh. yeah. Well, this is gonna be my last story, John. Okay. <laughs> Las Vegas police respond to home after a 911 call claims UFOs with aliens crashed in their backyard. Okay. <laughs> have you seen this story? It's, I've I've seen it. It's yes. gone viral this week. I don't think it would have yeah. if it wasn't for David Grush coming <laughs> forward earlier in the week talking about aliens. Yes. Uh Las Vegas police have released body cam and 911 audio of officers responding to a call from a family who claimed that a UFO crashed in their backyard. According to ABC News, the family called 911 on the May, on May 1st, which here again... May Day. That was a month and a half ago. That's true, right? Was it just it's my now, mom's birthday, by the way. Why is it just now coming across my desk? That's, that's my mom's birthday. Uh, to report something crashed in their backyard and then that they saw non-human creatures in it. What if it was like demons? <laughs> what if it was those demons monkeys we, in your backyard? Oh, <laughs> those monkeys we kept up at the Huntsville Space and Rocket Center for forever. <laughs> the ones they sent to outer space. I think there was an episode of Dexter's Laboratory where the monkeys we sent into space came back. Oh yeah, with superhuman intelligence <laughs> to cool. get revenge. Do you remember that? I like. I remember seeing them on field trips when I was oh, a yeah, kid, yeah. and then sooner or later, either they died or somebody was like. Maybe we don't need to have the monkeys out here just in front of everybody because mm-hmm. they've seen aliens or whatever. <laughs> you know, we don't want them telling them yeah. what's really out there. Yeah, we're we're not a zoo. We're a space and rocket center. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the nine one one call, audio released. The caller says that he and his father and his brother were in their backyard working on their truck when something crashed and they felt an impact. You know what? I'm just gonna see if I can find the nine one one call. Okay, and clip that in here. <laughs> There's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually we so terrified of it. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot. Nine feet, ten foot, I don't know. They're, they, look like, they look like aliens to us. Big eyes, they have big eyes, okay. like like I can't explain it, and big mouth. They're shiny eyes, and and they're not human. They're hundred percent they're not human. Okay. But he said that they're not human. They're one hundred percent not human. Which are you, you, sir, know? a biologist? Yeah, right. <laughs> How do you know? Matt Wall said you can't even tell him what a woman is. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen all that like uh, yeah he released his like little documentary on oh we put twitter. it on twitter yeah 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 oh yeah. uh, that's all i see on twitter now like <laughs> somehow it's infiltrated my timeline i'm like get away from me matt wash you're weirding me out a little bit uh officers responded to the residents but when they arrived there was no sign of the creatures police said that the officers conducted a preliminary investigation, but they were unable to find anything, and the case was closed as unfounded. Okay. Uh, Now, one thing that was neat about this story is, I don't know if you saw the body cam footage, but there was like a flash in In the the sky. Yeah. It could have been a firework. It could have been anything. Could have been anything. A transformer blowing. Yes. 
Yeah. But that's the only thing. I mean, I will say this. Uh, are you familiar? I think we were talking about him last week. James Fox. He's like the UFO documentary guy. Yeah. He claims on Twitter that the police contacted him about this. Oh, okay. I guess just to say, hey, you're a UFO guy. Yeah. You should take a look at this because we're closing the case. We yeah. don't have time for this. Well, we're doing real police work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're doing real police we're work. We're catching criminals. You should take a look at yeah. this. We're harassing crackheads. And he, he, I saw a tweet from him where he said that the police officer that he spoke to thinks that the kid made it up. Okay. And he he thinks this is probably a hoax. All right. So, well, I and, think and he, it and this dude, too. I was about to say, did I, look, I don't know James Fox, but just from listening to him on Joe Rogan and on like a couple other podcasts and watching like his documentary, he looks to me like a believer. <laughs> like there's no story it, yeah. that he don't believe and he's saying this one's a hoax. So okay. it's probably also this kid he started a YouTube channel to share his story. I think wow. it's called like Alien Society 51 or something. <laughs> and then somebody found an NFT project launched two years ago called wow. Alien Society 51. Okay. So he's just don't know if it's the same yeah. guy, but I'm just saying there's he's a lot of angle. There's a lot of stuff about this that makes me think it's probably a hoax. Well, two out of three ain't bad. That's what Meatloaf <laughs> said. <laughs> Um, have you ever been on a blind date? Uh, I was on a blind date one time that okay. I didn't know was a blind date. All right. I went on a blind date one time with a, f- a friend and his girlfriend set me up with a girlfriend's friend. Okay. It was a great date. She was fine. This was what? Maybe ninth, 10th grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kissed. She was excellent kisser. Taught me a few tricks, honestly, and everything. But she lived in Barrie, Alabama, and I lived in Fayette. And it, she did not have a home phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't get in touch with her to ever follow up with her ever again. So that's my only blind date experience. Just wasn't meant to be. Just wasn't meant. She ended up marrying a guy who worked for my dad, and then I think they've got divorced now. But. Mm. Yeah, she's still good looking. Every once in a while, I look her up on Facebook. <laughs> like, yeah, you keep waiting on her. But like, yeah. what could have been if you only <laughs> if you only had a phone? <laughs> yeah, well, I made her mad because I was like, "Let me get your number." You know, it's a long distance call to barrier. It was then, mm-hmm. but I was like, "Let me get your number. Maybe we can get together at another, you know, next weekend or something." She's like, "Oh, well, I don't have a home phone," and I was like, "Well, can you go up to the payphone at the shell?" <laughs> And call me. <laughs> she did not like that. So, also just occurred to me, she could have been lying about not having a home phone and she just didn't like me. Well, why would she kiss you? Well, or I did mean, you, did you I kiss her? I put the moves on oh, Okay, I see. You, there was a time where you couldn't resist me. <laughs> I'm, I'm past that now. But there was a time, I had it going on. I was a heartthrob. For, there was like a five-year span. I had it going on. And then it's been all downhill since then. <laughs> I just like the idea that her stepdad wouldn't pay the phone bill when it got cut off. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> when I talked to her friend about it that uh, that my buddy went out with, he was like, she was like, well, their family's not very well off. And I was like, how bad does it have to be to not have a phone? <laughs> <laughs> well, you go six months not paying your bill at some point. Yeah, they'll cut, cut it that off. bad boy off. This is prior to cell phones. I thought about buying her a pager, you know? Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll buy you a pager when I paid you. Go to the payphone. I was going to say, you were in 10th grade, so yeah. you wouldn't have been driving yet, right? I think I have my license. I got my license in November of the 10th grade, of my 10th grade. Okay, year. I was about to say, if yeah. she's that good looking, you know, yeah. just go see her. I ended up dating another girl from Barry oh, after okay. that. I was just like, man, let's move on. <laughs> the, girl, the other girl I dated was hot, too. But then she cheated on me. And then she started going out with my cousin. Shout out, Will. So, <laughs> I'm glad he got in on it. All right. Uh, man gets sued after leaving his blind date and her 23 relatives at a restaurant. <laughs> a man in China ended up in a legal battle after walking out on a blind date who expected him to pay for her and 23 of her relatives. Well, not to... <laughs> Not to insult this Chinese guy, but he should have known something was up when her screen name was 23andMe. <laughs> he thought he was getting a DNA analysis. <laughs> uh, the man, identified in local reports as Mr. Liu, uh, found his prospective partner, Mrs. Zhang, through a matchmaker and arranged to meet her at a popular restaurant in the Jilin province. To Lou's surprise, Zhang arrived at the restaurant accompanied by 23 relatives who joined them on their date. You know, he's <laughs> like, I got no shot. <laughs> I mean, that is the largest of red flags, right? Yes, right. Like, I can't think of a worse way for a date to go. What if on I yours? I would have done the same yeah. thing. What if on yours and Tara's first date, like you're, you go pick her up at her house and she's like, Look, Mom and Dad and Jared are coming with us. <laughs> We're going to the see the Transformers or whatever nerd movie you took her to. Yeah. And we're going to Lone Star to eat or whatever. You know, looking back on it, I actually admire her that she didn't do just that. <laughs> <laughs> because I think her parents have joined us on like every other date since then. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. The restaurant staff later informed Lou that the woman's family ordered a significant amount of expensive cigarettes and premium alcoholic beverages. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which, China, they don't care. You can still smoke inside in China. You okay. know, it ain't like it is over here. Do they, they They probably don't even have smoking and non-smoking sections. Remember that? Yeah, right. When I was yes. a kid. Yeah, you had to you, pick. You go to Quincy's and your, sir, your cedar... The person who was going to seat you, seat you would be like smoking or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a thing yeah. anymore. Not a thing at all. No, <laughs> it's all no smoking. What yeah. we've done to smokers in this country is criminal. <laughs> if we're for freedom, <laughs> hey, you can identify to be anything you want to in the United States right now, mm -hmm. except a smoker. People hate you. <laughs> they make you stand outside. They banish you out into the elements mm -hmm. just because you're smoking. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. What we've done to smokers is wrong. If you're a freedom-loving American. Uh, we should allow vaping, though. <laughs> I know. You love vaping. Uh, when Lou was handed the bill, it was nearly 20,000 won, uh, which is approximately $2,812. I thought you were going to say 2001. <laughs> <laughs> he decided to promptly leave the restaurant and have Zhang and her relatives settle the cost. While Zhang did settle the bill, she demanded that Liu contribute at least half of the amount. 
He agreed only to reimburse a fraction of the total cost, uh, around $562. I mean, forcing, he was just a fraction of the company, yeah, right? right. <laughs> and he forced her to ask her relatives to pay their p- fair share of the bill. Uh, they went to court. And uh, so, because she sued him. Of course she did. She's a gold digger. <laughs> Everybody knows she's a gold digger. Kanye wrote a whole song about women like this. <laughs> Fine Christian man, Kanye. <laughs> I think he kind of forgot about being a Christian there for a little did while. He? Yeah, when he went all nuts, you know, and turned into a Nazi for That's a second. Is he just all in on Nazi ideology? I don't know. Maybe so. He's like, Hitler didn't believe in God. I don't either. Uh the court, however, ruled in Mr. Lou's favor, score one for the dudes, uh, stating that he should only cover the cost of his own and Zhang's meal, which was approximately $197. So, well, she sounds to me like she yeah. still got a free lunch. Yeah, she still got <laughs> she a free, still got a free meal. paying for all her cousins and uncles and Dear stuff. Your goodness. Man, I... I would have, we would have even ordered before I settled a lot. Hey, look, I can't pay for everybody here. Yeah. I got you and I got me. Uncle Joe's on his own over there. <laughs> He's ordered expensive cigarettes. I support his right to smoke. I'm not paying for him, though. Mm-hmm. You know why it was so expensive? Because everything was cooked with Cajun curl, volume on his spice. Not because the spice is expensive, it's reasonably priced, affordable. But restaurants are going to charge what they can get. Yeah, and when you taste it, you're like, this is a million-dollar meal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, we want to thank our sponsor, World Famous Cajun Curl, for their support. Check them out on CajunCurl.com, where you can order the recipe right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, that's CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats in uh, over there on 35th Street, and uh, where else is it? Mark's Martin downtown <laughs> North Fort, and the Piggly Wigglies, one down in Taylorville, and one on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard in North Fort. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check it out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, we don't ask you to pay full, full price. That's right. All right, John, you want to go to the phones? Yeah. Let's not. Okay. <laughs> we don't have any phone calls. You know what? Week. I don't want to go to the phones. <laughs> Let's make them wait a week. We do have some questions, though. Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. Uh, we like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions for John, you can head on over to the Discord server. Link in the show notes. That's right. 
Uh, our first question comes from Cash Money Oddity Thousandaire. Why is bourbon so expensive and hard to find nowadays? I don't know because I'm Baptist. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, I would not be the person to ask. I don't. Is bourbon expensive now? I mean, I know there's expensive bourbon. Maybe Cash Money has expensive bourbon taste. Mm-hmm. You know, like as a cheap. What's the Bullet difference? Bourbon. What's the difference between whiskey and bourbon? Oh, I, it's I, I, there's so much mm-hmm. nerd stuff that goes into bourbon <laughs> and whiskey and all that. I don't know. I think bourbon has to be made in Kentucky. Oh, okay. And whiskey maybe you know Elsewhere. that's what's made in Tennessee or down in Alabama or whatever. Okay, I don't well, know. what's a scotch? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't. I just drink it. I don't study it. <laughs> Like, uh, old John used to smoke a little weed, right? Okay. So you'd buy it from somebody, and they'd be like, oh, this is the purple OG Kush and all this. And I'd be like- Pineapple Express. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't care. You know, <laughs> I, I don't care about any of that. I'm not going to have a conversation with anybody. I just want to get stoned and ignore all the responsibilities I have in life. And so, so. this is just for alcoholics- yeah, I, I guess. Calvinist. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Calvinists love to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're celebrating being the elect. <laughs> Maybe. That's all us other suckers just hoping we get in. Wow, there was a lot of discussion. Okay. Um, yeah, b- bourbon nerds are as bad as craft beer nerds. They're mm-hmm. the same people, really. They're the same people. Yeah, I mean... That's just how I've Which one up on has it. a higher bank account? I don't know, but I will say... Beer shout- nerds or liquor nerds? <laughs> liquor nerds, probably. <laughs> I will say this. Shout out to Shane Spiller, who let me read a book called Pappy Land. It's by Wright Thompson. Mm-hmm. Excellent book about Pappy Van Winkle, which is like the the most expensive, rarest, greatest bourbon of ever. And it's a very good book. I'd recommend anybody read it. Uh, Cash Money. Get it, you know. Uh, I think I gave the copy back to Shane. Otherwise, I'd let you borrow it. And we'd pretend we'd wait for him to ask it back. But I think I already <laughs> gave it back to him. It's a great book. <laughs> uh, next question, also from Cash Money Oddity Thousandaire. If you were arrested for one thing, what would it be? Oh, man. Like, is this a... <laughs> it would be drug possession. <laughs> say, is this a crime I have been arrested for before? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Sounds to me like somebody here is uh, trying to trip you up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Are I you wearing a wire cash money? <laughs> yeah, well, like, get away, Fed. <laughs> Nard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably for being too nice. That would be that what would be I, you get arrested for. Being too nice. I would get arrested for going to church too often and donating too much money to charity. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the IRS would be like, you have zero taxable income. <laughs> How does that work? Uh, he says that he would get arrested for uh, running all the red lights between Mitt Larry and Be of Goodrich at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that there's suggestions at that point of the day. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, she says that I would be arrested for improper disposal of used motor oil. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect, yes. I got news for you, Nicole. That's a fine. (laughs) You don't get arrested for that. They don't put you in jail for that. It's a fine. 
Yeah, they didn't arrest the BP people. <laughs> they spilled all all of the gold. <laughs> yeah, they didn't arrest any of them, yeah, did they? Just fine. They, they just sued them into oblivion. <laughs> fine is another word for legal for a price. That's right. <laughs> uh, Gander asks, should we boycott Bud Light because, quote, mess around and find out, or just because it's pee water? I happen to like Bud Light. You know, back when I was a beer drinker. I was about to say, I've been boycotting Bud Light because I'm a bad <laughs> But that's been my whole life. Yeah. And I don't I don't subscribe to the fact that cheap beer is bad beer, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm drinking it to forget a multitude of problems. I was about to say <laughs> I'm not drinking it for flavor. Doesn't it all kind of taste the same? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't have a discerning palate anyway. Yeah. You know, like people work and be like, oh, I don't like this brand of coffee. I'm like, it just tastes like coffee to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, I like to taste hazelnut in mine. Like, I can't taste crap. I don't I just drink it. So I will say, and God, this is gonna make me sound so pretentious. I don't even want to say it. But I do find that while most coffee tastes similar, I feel like the Folgers in the Maxwell House is got like a more bitter taste. Okay. Than some of the. Uh, than do you put cream and other. sugar and stuff in yours? Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> I, I just drink black coffee. I'm like a complete sissy. So it's it always that, yeah. bitter. Well, I was like, well, I got used to drinking whiskey. I got mm-hmm. used to drinking beer. I can get used to drinking black coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have to hassle with it. Like Deidre is all the time. I. I'm almost out of cream. I got to go over to the grocery store. And then what do you do when you're like somewhere and they don't have any cream and sugar? Milk and sugar. Yeah. <laughs> or like, what do you do when you backpack or whatever? You uh, take like powder cream? Yeah, powder. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I just drink my. Or at least like that's a- what I did last time I went hiking, which I need to. Eli, he's been saying that. Okay. We need to go camping, so... Yeah, get down there in the backyard, kill a couple snakes. <laughs> get kill some copperheads. Have an all-night-long yeah. snake vigil. There we go. Build a fire in your little fire pit. That fire pit is pretty sweet. Yeah. You got to come over out. sometime. Yeah. Uh, last question comes from the driver. What's the first thing you'd buy if you won the Mega Jackpot Lottery? Um, A house. Oh, yeah, I would buy Or do you just... Buy a new house or pay the one off that you're in? Well, I'd probably pay the one off that I'm in and sell it and then buy a new one. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I I don't know. I may just sell the one I got and then buy it. I was about to say, that would probably be easier. But I've always figured the number one thing to do is, and this probably isn't the smartest financial thing to do unless you're Dave Ramsey, is just buy a house outright. Mm-hmm. And then when you blow all the rest of your money on hookers and drugs and all the normal stuff we would buy. You still have a house. You still got a place <laughs> that's yours. You own outright. All you got to do is pay the insurance off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you ever have a crush on a teacher or older woman? Ooh, the driver. He's he's a patron. Yeah. I was about to say, we got a, we got a patron story okay. for you, driver. So stay tuned because we need some we need some content anyway. <laughs> I've had a crush on several older women in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get specific. I did have. We had a French teacher in high school that I thought was really hot and attractive. She gave me a book when I was done taking French. I was the worst French student. Mm-hmm. Looking back, she may have been trying to groom me, you know? <laughs> was it the Karma Sutra? I was just too, no. <laughs> it was called, uh, it was a philosophy book. And it was like a really small, like mm-hmm. like you'd buy the checkout counter at Books a Million, you know. But it was called As a Man Thinketh. 
Oh. Yeah. Did you ever read it? Yeah. I've read it several times. <laughs> I still have it. Yeah. It's very nice. Uh-huh. Was her number in the back? <laughs> no. She wrote a little note about how she enjoyed having me and that uh, I looked at the world different than most of the people my age. Huh. And I was just like, that's psychedelics, baby. This <laughs> <laughs> cause of mushrooms. Uh, next question. What is your favorite scent? Freshly plowed dirt. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I don't know about a favorite scent, but I really like the smell of the rain mm-hmm. right when it's fixing to storm. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is called. It starts with a P. Pedicore. Yes, yeah. I, I listened to a whole podcast about that. Okay, and they said that uh, scientists believe that it is a unique trait among like apes and mm-hmm. humans that we can smell that. Okay, and then we're like, all right, let's take cover, I, or we need to find water. Yeah, the, true. The water's coming, or yeah, let's need to get out the crops in the field. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Anything else? Uh. Oh, dude, we've got some uh, we've got some website questions. Heck yeah! Shout out to the uh, EarthOddity.net. You can also send in questions there. This one comes from Greta Green. What did you ask for for Father's Day? I have asked for nothing for Father's Day. Okay. What about you? I asked for the same thing I asked for last year, <laughs> and my birthday, and the year before that. Those those are good when they happen. <laughs> uh, and uh, this is our for real last question here. Uh, this one comes from Alana Goforth. If you could change careers without any headache, uh, no concern for schooling cost or anything else, what would you choose? Oh, that's a good one. I would be a writer. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I would choose. And I would write a bunch of stuff. Although I can't write a blog for the Dagum website. <laughs> I started about 15 different ones and I've been like, this is lame. Yeah. You know, like nobody wants to hear this or read this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think the podcast has ruined me, has ruined my writing. Oh, man. Because all the, <laughs> all the crazy stuff I used to keep in my brain and then I would write it out, I say it now. Mm-hmm. And then I forget I say it. Like somebody asked about something I said on the podcast last week. I was like, <laughs> Dude, I don't remember what I say on the podcast. Do we need to start having our shows transcribed? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> but when I would I would get all this weird stuff and I would write it down and then it would be like it was out of my head. Mm-hmm. And now I think that I've d- that the podcast does that. Yeah. And so I have I don't have a muse to write, you know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I just have writer's block. I don't know. Everything I start, I'm just like, this is stupid. I would want to be a homicide detective. Okay. But I think I would probably do that for a few years, and then it would absolutely destroy me from within. (laughs) I'd link you up. I know the head of the violent crimes unit here. Are they looking for somebody? They're always looking for good men. Yeah. I wouldn't have to, like, uh, go to police academy. Yeah, I think you'd have to do all that. And spend, like, 10 years, like, just on patrol, like, writing tickets. (laughs) Sure. See, that's the thing. That's the hardest. I don't want to go through all that. Well, you know, he's with the sheriff's department, Mm -hmm. and I don't think they do a whole lot of trafficking. You know, they they don't pull over too many people because they're busy going to domestic violence calls and everything (laughs) else. So you'd be breaking up a lot of those fights, probably. Yeah. I want to be the guy that they call when they're like, Okay, we have a body. Yeah. He's been, it looks like he's been here somewhere between 10 and 
15 hours. Sure. Uh, there looks like he was shot, but there's no exit hole, but we also can't find a bullet. And then I show up and I'm like, icicle fell on him. <laughs> You're just like, Columbo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, he told me they have, uh, of course, I knew this technology existed. I didn't know it existed in Tuscaloosa. They have license plate readers, you mm-hmm. know? And he's like, I get alerts all the time. He's like, because if, you know, a car was stolen, we put it in the system right. or whatever. And uh, and I was just like, I don't I don't like that. He's like, I don't like it either, but it helps me catch bad guys. <laughs> Does it ever help you catch not bad guys? Like, well, what if you decide I'm a bad guy because I say a bunch of stupid stuff on the podcast I don't mean? And he's like, well, you might want to take your tag off your car before you go riding around. <laughs> It's like okay, cool, uh, man. Yeah, dude. Do you did you know that the the generation coming up behind us? There's going to be no expectation of privacy whatsoever. Yeah, none at all. It's right. going to be completely gone. Yeah. Just Deidre fell for a uh, phishing email this morning that her oh, Netflix no. account needed to be. No, that really that one. <laughs> well, that old trick. <laughs> Somebody the oldest trick in the. Female fishing book. The, our bank, number one, our bank is on top of things. <laughs> right. So much so that it is annoying. <laughs> right. Uh, I can't spend more than $1,000 in a day, mm-hmm. and they shut my card off. It's <laughs> like, no. I'm like, well, I got way more than this in the bank. <laughs> nope, that's all you get. You got to call and get authorization. <laughs> if I'm out of the state and I use my card, they immediately lock it down. Mm-hmm. I have to call and all this stuff. Well, she got a text in the middle of the night one night that somebody had made some Apple purchases. Mm-hmm. And she thought it was a spam text and just went back to sleep. Well, the next morning she read it, and it was from our bank. And so she got on a horn and figured out somebody had gotten her information, tried to buy some stuff on Apple. Mm-hmm. Refund the money, no big deal. But she had to get a new debit card. So everything she's got, she's bill she pays with that debit card, when they expire, she has to update to the new card. And she was like, I guess Netflix expired. Mm. She's like, I just got an email about it. And she went in and started entering her stuff. I was like, what are you, what are you doing over there? <laughs> I was like half paying attention. <laughs> yeah. And uh she was like, I'm 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 putting in my debt. I'm about to put in my debit. And I was like, stop. No, it. Stop. 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 <laughs> Belay that order. Yeah. <laughs> but she had already entered her password in. So she oh, was like, Oh, now we got to go change her password. Yeah, so we had to change the password. I was like, Well, the good thing is, Dieter, is that we only use that password for everything in our life. <laughs> and now you have to go change it all. I was like, And now one person has access to everything we have. <laughs> so, anyways. So the bank's going to be busy. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, well. I was like, if they steal our money, it ain't that big a deal. Uh, I, I remember Tara one time, I was explaining to her. I was like, look, you get emails like this. Netflix password, that's a big one. Yeah, it's the biggest one. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one you always get. Yes. But if you're ever not sure, click the link and then go up and look in the address bar. Yeah. If it's not, it is probably going to be like this incredibly long string (laughs) of letters, numbers, special characters, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's not, it's not Netflix. If you can probably just ignore that email, if you think Netflix don't have your, your card or something, 
just log in on Netflix official password yeah, right. and go to my account and see if you're you're all good. That's exactly it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm I'm I've been hacked. My wife <laughs> hacked me. Really is what it is. Uh, that's it. Oh man, I one time I sold something on eBay, and the buyer contacted me. And they were like, "Hey, uh, we're actually going to give you five hundred dollars more. Oh yeah, than we uh, than we're gonna than we were gonna pay for it. But we just need you to get this Apple card for mm-hmm. like a thousand dollars and send it to us. And then we're going to send you a prepaid Visa card for fifteen hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, dude. Yeah, what do y'all? You wasted my time. Yeah, I had other people bidding on this handheld video game <laughs> system." And I could have sold it to them, and you wasted my time. I could scam people so easily. You know, <laughs> like, they're so bad at it. It's so recognizable. Like, mm-hmm. I want to go to India or China or or <laughs> Coker, wherever Coker. this is, you know, wherever <laughs> sleaze balls are that are doing this stuff, and just put on a seminar with them. Be like, if you're going to spoof Netflix accounts or whatever, get all that information, don't have an 800-character URL address, you know? <laughs> right. Make it like Netflix, you know, .net, .org backslash support. Well, I think it's been going on so long that even all of those are taken Yeah, now. probably so. <laughs> because probably I remember so. back in the day, you used to get, like, uh, Amazon one. Yeah. Right. Yes. You know, now there would be like right. one little character difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's number one. Easy to do. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like those people, it's just a numbers game. Yeah. You just put enough if you out send there out and you get some dummy like my wife. <laughs> College educated, by the way. Oh yeah. God, saves people's <laughs> lives. Has saved multiple lives in her life. And she'll give you a password. It's just, Handing our password, some <laughs> prince in Nigeria has our password now. Oh, well, John, we need to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you so much. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Nicole Walter, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls, The Driver, Todd Glover, Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Mick Will. Will. Thank you all so much. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. If you join the $5 tier, you get a whole nother show after this one, Earth Oddity Extended, where, hey, it's it's what I I just said. It's another show after this one. It's $5.00. You should go to patreon.com slash earthoddity right now and sign up. Speaking of extensions, what we got coming up in the extension today? All right, we're going to talk about a semen ritual. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> now, what are you talking about? I got another announcement I need to make, but what are you talking about? Uh, I am going to get that email from you. Oh, yeah, that's that right. Story that- One of our listeners is trying to sell her house. Okay. All right. Her name is Susie. You remember Susie? Yes, yes. All right. She's trying to sell her house in Pennsylvania. She says she hadn't got much action on it yet. Uh, It's in Palmertown, Pennsylvania. Uh, If you want to buy a house, if you're in that region, look, Tiny, this house, if it was in Tuscaloosa, would be like $3 million. Right. It's 
900,000, something like that up there. Mm -hmm. I almost was like, I could live, you know, we could move to Pennsylvania. And then I thought about (laughs) the winter. (laughs) I just thought about the winter and doing the podcast over the remote, you know. You could just summer up there. Yeah, maybe so. We could get like, we could build or we could have, we could rent a barn from an Amish family. She's got a barn. I was going to say, we could set up our uh, podcast studio in an Amish person's barn. And every week they could be like, what is all this stuff, Englishman? (laughs) (laughs) Look, search real estate in Palmertown, Pennsylvania. She probably don't want me giving out the address. (laughs) Well, does she have an email that uh, she would like to give out? She didn't leave me an email. She just asked me to share it. Uh, Okay. So some lady named Susie in Pennsylvania is trying to sell her house. Yeah, you know Susie. Susie's (laughs) cool. She's one of our greatest listeners. No joke. We don't shout her out as often because she doesn't. She interacts with me a lot on Instagram. Well, I'm just thinking anyone listening to this in Pennsylvania who does want to buy a house, they'll have no trouble getting in touch with Susie. DM the Earth Oddity Instagram account, and I'll put y'all in touch. Okay, there we go. There we go. No fees, Susie. I don't need a a seller's agent fee or anything like that. I'm just doing this because I think you're cool. And... You somewhat try to keep me in line on this podcast, and I appreciate that because I need it. I run off the rails all the time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, buy, let's buy our house, somebody. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful house. I'm saying it's Nick Saban would live there if it was in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> buy it. It's very affordable. Are there any pictures? Could we post the pictures yeah. on the Earth Oddity Instagram of Susie's house? I could. That she's trying to sell. It is. <laughs> Hold on, I'll just show you this. That's that's what it looks like. Oh man, that is amazing. Yeah, it's like an estate. Oh yeah, it's got four acres with it. Let me tell you about and it. And she's listening to our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> this is the type of people we have listening to our podcast. Very successful, wealthy people listen to our podcast. Of course, that's what we have. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously, that's what we have. Oh. Look, it's okay. right up on a lake. I mean, guys, Blue Mountain's right there by. You can go skiing whenever you want to. Crappie fishing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have crappie up there. I, 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 I thought crappie are everywhere. Do. You know, my cousin grew up in Virginia. He called them crappie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, they have crappie then. Yeah. I don't know if that's a northern thing or not, although Virginia is technically in the south. They made a lot of noise in the Civil War. <laughs> they try to pretend they didn't, but we remember. <laughs> Y'all right on in there with us. Hashtag never forget. Never forget. <laughs> Y'all right. Y'all had a star on that awesome flag. In fact, that flag was your flag. <laughs> it is a cool looking flag. Oh, you got anything else? No, that's it. Bye, Susie's out. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us. No matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into this show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net, or you can send stuff to us through the website, which is at earthoddity.net. That's right. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. If you would like to check out our show art or real estate pictures. Sure, if you want me to list a house for you. In rural Pennsylvania, (laughs) you can check out our Instagram. That's not that rural. It's close to Philadelphia, I think. City of Brotherly Love. Yeah, it it looked like it was maybe 45 minutes away. It's underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. 
We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That's 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network, signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, Tiny. It's time (laughs) to talk about semen rituals. First, do you want to tell your story about a teacher? That the one I, I wrote think, erotic fiction about. I, I think I, I've already talked about. Well, it. you have, but the driver he he asked in the in the about oh, yeah. any teachers, which I don't think you.